Move, go, walk, and flow. This podcast, The Idea Therapist, Special Needs in Motion, is dedicated to helping individuals learn to move and function at their best. Listen along to learn a little, laugh a little, and be inspired. Please like and share so others can have access and join our community. Well, let's go. I'm your host, Ilana, a physical therapist, product developer, mom, wife, author, blogger, and known to many as the idea therapist. I love a great discussion, connecting and coaching the families with whom I work, and it is a pleasure to be your host. Just a quick note, if you would like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me, Ilana, I-L-A-N-A, at theideatherapist.com, or check the show notes. And any information shared on this podcast should not be taken as direct advice, and you should consult your local therapist, professional, or doctor before trying anything suggested in this podcast. Seating Solutions. This podcast is dedicated to my mom, who always encouraged me to work my very hardest. So we're going to talk today about seating solutions. And when we talk about sitting and seating, there are a lot of choices and options out there. And for children with special needs in particular, seating needs to be quite an exact science. For the sake of clarification, this particular podcast, we're going to talk about seats that you can go out and purchase pretty much anywhere online or make them yourself. As far as adaptive seats go, those are some that are in the categories of the Riften chairs or first class chairs, Special Tomato, K, those are some of the well-known vendors out there and those require the expertise of your physical therapist and you would need to have an appointment at a seating or mobility clinic. That includes specialized car seats, strollers, wheelchairs, bathroom equipment, and even specialized toilet and shower chairs. So for today, we're going to focus on active and passive seating and soft and hard seating. And I'm going to explain a little bit about the difference of those and what sort of individuals might benefit from a soft versus a hard seat. So I'm gonna first talk about some soft seats, and these are comfort seats, sensory seats, more passive seating. This is the kind of seat you wanna go to when you're just done with the day or you need a rest. So some of us think of it as just kinda sitting on the couch or recliner, And that has its time and purpose and can be very comforting and soothing depending on your couch or recliner. But there are some other options and some things that might, some seats that might have some added therapeutic benefits other than a couch. So for example, a gel or an air cushion. So these are, they're different shapes, but they may have gel or air inside. And these are great for sitting on the floor during circle time with children or they can be used in a traditional chair to get a little more activity, but they're very comfortable and sensory to sit on. So those are really nice, and they're, they're also fun and very squishy and nice to touch and handle. Another type of soft chair is a beanbag or a foam chair, and these are just great in a sensory room or a bedroom, living room, den, 
They're really nice in a reading corner and they're very comforting. They don't offer any postural support, just really kind of sag into it and get to relax. Another type of soft seat is a hammock swing or hammock chair. And these also can be really soothing, but they add an extra sensory component and that's vestibular stimulation. So, cause you're getting a little bit of a swing back and forth. So that's a really nice to be in a comfort seat while you're moving. So that can be a really great added benefit for some children and adults. And the last seat I want to mention is an inflatable canoe seat. It, it really looks like a canoe. You might see something called a pea pod out there or a cozy canoe, but these are like canoe seats and you, you get down in them, you inflate them first and then you get down in it. And so it squishes you and it's kind of like a lounge chair, but you're getting a lot of compression. And this is really nice for kids who have sensory integration challenges. The other one is another type of soft seat would be like a floor rocker. So it could be like a rocking chair that's right on the floor. You may have heard of something called the Crazy Creek Chair, but it's like a chair that you kind of, you sit your bottom down into and it kind of folds you a little bit in half. And so you, again, you get a little vestibular component, but you're also kind of squished into it on the ground and it's a nice sensory feel. It takes a little bit of core work and a little bit of balance to work it though. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about hard seating and why you might want a hard seat versus a soft seat. So where a soft seat was a comfort seat, a hard seat is more of a postural seat. It's gonna help you with that posture that you wanna maintain at the ankle, the knee, the hip, and even the angle at the shoulder which what we want in an ideal situation, we want the feet on the ground, bent at about 90 degrees, the knees at 90, the hips at 90, and then the ear right over the shoulder. So a hard seat can offer more postural support in that way. Where a soft seat was more of a sensory seat, a hard seat is more of a motor active seat. And where a soft seat was more passive, a hard seat can be more active. And th these are not, exact terms. In other words, a hard seat could be passive at times, a soft seat could be active at times. But in general, this is a good way to understand. And so where a soft seat is gonna offer more sensory feel and sensory integration benefits, a hard seat will offer more postural, motor support, and requiring more muscular involvement and motor control. So some hard seats that I happen to love when I'm working with children are the, these are three that I kind of put into one category, but either a four-legged chair where your feet are right on the ground. And of course the chair size needs to meet the individual size of who is ever sitting on it. And those usually have a little bit of back support because right, you got the back of the chair. Um, a stool, so that would be like, I love the folding stools, the ones you can get like a container store or Target and they fold up because they're very portable. You can put them away, put them in your car, and then you pop them out. And those, what I love about them is there is no back support. So I like the idea that who's ever sitting on them has to really work their lower core and even their upper core and their legs kind of all at the same time. And along lines with these two, 
with a four-legged chair and the stool is a bench so just a hard bench and these are nice because you can pull it right up to a table and the feet may be hanging so it requires a little more work but we can support the upper body with the hands on let's say the kitchen table if you want to pull a bench right up to it but you can also work on that bench away from the table as well now another type of hard seat is a ball chair so you're going to inflate that ball chair so that when the individual sits on it Again, their ankles and knees and hips are at 90 degrees. And a really nice way to measure for a ball chair, and this is just a little trick, but is to measure the arm length, like from fingertips to the armpit. And you wanna find a ball that corresponds closely to that length. Sometimes they're in centimeters, sometimes they're in inches, but that's a really good way to get an accurately fitting, good postural support ball chair. And these are great for people who have difficulty paying attention or tend to you know, get easily distracted or for sensory seekers, they're really nice because they have a little bit of bounce in them. And some of them even have supports at the bottom that can help stabilize them. Another type of hard chair that I like is a box seat. So you literally take a box, like an Amazon box or any kind of cardboard box and you sit the child in the box and you can add blankets or a pommel, like something in between the legs. The important thing here is that a child is not sitting on the back side of their pelvis, but sitting up, but it offers a really nice seat. And this can kind of cross over to a comfort seat and that you could put blankets and comfortable things in the box with them. And you can use like a big, you know, plastic bin or a cardboard box, and you can even take it and put it on top of a scooter board and use it for some sensory integration therapy, some rolling back and forth while they're on the box. Of course, this should be done with caution. And the last type of hard seat that I wanna mention is a swing seat. So I've mentioned this in a earlier podcast, but it would be like a rectangular piece of wood that's suspended by two ropes. So you may find that under a tree swing if you Google it, but it's just a hard swing seat that an adult or a child can sit on. And it's very active because they've got to control their hip flexors. Those are the muscles in front of the hips, the muscles behind the hips, their legs, their lower core, even their upper core while they're holding on. So I love this for an active hard seat. So I hope that helps you guys understand the differences between some hard versus soft seating and what their purposes are. And just understand working at home, sitting, that hard seating can be really useful for an alert, active, seat when you're at school learning, uh, ready to, you know, sitting at the dinner table to eat, to do homework. So a hard seat is really more of an active seat. And for kids with low tone, I really love hard seats because it can really wake up their muscles. They really feel where their bottom is. Uh, for kids with high tone, sometimes it can set their tone off. So it just depends. But again, a hard seat can be really good for getting them into a good posture. And of course, soft seats are comfortable, but just be careful not to let your kids become couch potatoes because we all love a couch and they're usually readily available, but they're not the best place for any of us to sit for long periods of time.
So I hope this podcast has been helpful. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out to me, Ilana, I-L-A-N-A, at theideatherapist.com. Thank you for listening and sharing. I really appreciate your helping me spread tips that might be of help to someone you know. And remember that why is not near as important as what and how. Have a special day.